actually going to be a lot like yesterday in that uh, we are in Doomsday plus two now. And that there is just this impending fate that just looms over us all as we just sit here and await the results of the election. Um, so we'll cover the elections, where we're at, what we know, where we may be going, seeing that none of us really know. And then some responses to how the election is going from the media and from some famous people around the just around the nation. And then at the end of the show, I'll tell you what I think is honestly the true threat to our republic and why I think it is so important now more than ever. So make sure you guys stick around to the end for that. And I apologize now. If you hear any loud background noise, it sounds like a vacuum cleaner going off. Um, for whatever reason, the military, I live right next to an air station and they're deciding that right now at the beginning of me trying to record this is the best time to just fly above my house. And so I apologize now for if there's any interruptions or it overshadows me, I'll repeat whatever it is or I'll stop talking and we'll go forward. So without further ado, here we go. The election update is, um, well, there's not really one. Uh, Trump still looks like he has Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alaska so far. Things in Georgia, though, are getting exceptionally close. Like, insanely close. I think last time I looked, we're within 3,000 votes of each other. Like, that is well within the margin of error, close, and well within somebody tampering, if it is. I'm not saying it is, but someone could tamper with and affect the outcome of that election. Um, with that also being said, 99% of the votes have been reported and they still haven't called it in the president's favor. Now, I do get it's really, really close, but 99% of the votes are in and the president's up and they still haven't called it. So North Carolina and Pennsylvania also like the president are going, the president is going to hang on to those with the president having about a 2% lead in both of those states. So Pennsylvania and North Carolina right now are still looking really, really good for President Trump. And Georgia, even though it still holds on to it, that margin is closing. When it comes to Arizona, this is a huge, hot topic. And the path to presidency, in my opinion, lies within Arizona and Nevada. Both candidates need Arizona if they're going to get to 270. So where do we stand? Well, as of this morning, 88% of the votes have been counted and Biden is currently leading in Arizona. According to the Arizona Secretary of State website, Biden is currently holding on to the lead with about 60,000 votes or so. So still a close race. Arizona is still exceptionally close. And at the beginning of today, they still have between 400 and something like 400 and 700,000 votes less to tabulate and count. And so that is well, like Arizona is not outside of the president's reach yet. So that is definitely a place we need to keep our eyes on to. With that being said, the other path to victory for the president is through Nevada. They were only reporting about 75% of the vote or so. And Biden is currently leading in Nevada as well. So if Biden wins both Arizona and Nevada, the race is over for the president. There's no way that he can get to 270 unless Michigan or Wisconsin's flipped or he litigates the election. That's the only way. But if Trump can win one of those states, he will win. If he wins Nevada, 
he'll win exactly 273 votes to President, I'm sorry, Vice President Biden's 264 votes. And if Trump takes Arizona and Biden takes Nevada, then he'll walk away with 278 votes. But the, both of those scenarios are only possible if the president keeps a hold of Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alaska. If he loses any one of those states, it is over. So the pathway to the president's re-election is not closed. It is just, there's only really two ways that it can go, and he has to go on one of those paths if he wants to be re-elected. So saying that the race is over, like some of the Democrats are doing, some of the media outlets are doing, is actually just untrue, as it still comes down to those five states and then finishing their elections, finishing their counts that are going to decide the president of the United States. Now, how accurate are these websites and are the tallies that are remaining? Well, that's still up in the air. What we do know is, like I said, it's going to be a very, very close race. It is going to be an incredibly close race. And the weight that all of these states have is incredibly difficult on the American people. Think about yourself, like, I, me personally, I have felt like just the weight of the elections just pressing down. It's just waiting, just in anticipation of what the results are going to be either way. And so if you're a Trump supporter or a Republican and you want Trump to win, then obviously you're, you're anxious about giving the data the way that it looks right now and how the paths for the president has kind of like shrunk with, in his victory paths. But I'm sure if you're a Democrat and you want Biden to win for whatever reason, then you're feeling just as anxious, wondering whether or not the, those elections are going to flip. So the weight that the American people are going through right now is incredibly difficult. And like I said yesterday, the longer that that weight takes, the longer it takes for states to tabulate their votes and to give us a outcome, the, more, the less confidence there's going to be in the validity of the elections. Like, I do not understand how Florida, California, Texas, all these huge states counted their votes forever like, and got them out in, in the same night almost, if not the very early morning of Wednesday. But yet we're looking at states like Arizona, North Carolina, Georgia, who are significantly smaller than all of these other states, yet still have not been able to produce their results. It just, it questions what's going on. So this along with things like where Fox News called the um, called Arizona for Biden way early, whether he wins or not, they called it way early. That erodes the confidence in the election. Like you're telling me that you called it for Biden when Donald Trump was down like 93,000 votes, yet there were still almost 600,000 votes left out. That race was, and is still up for grabs for the president. And speaking of eroding confidence, I'm not sure what's going on in Michigan. It has been called for Biden, but when I went to sleep last night, according to the Secretary of State's website, um, the president was up 4% with a 51.08% of the vote and Biden with 47.34% of the vote. That was with 81 out of 83 counties reporting and counted. Today, with 82 out of 83% reporting, Biden is now up 50.60% and Trump with 47.87%. So you're telling me that overnight, Biden gave a five-point flip, almost, in one county? Like, I am not a conspiracy theorist, I'm not any of that, but the legitimacy of this election 
is definitely something that needs to be looked at. I'm not sure how it happened, and there's no explanation for how it happened, but that is something that needs to be looked at. And the integrity of the election, if compromised, is going to be astronomical. And how the courts will litigate it is definitely going to be something that we're going to have to keep our eyes on going forward. And so the reason why there have been so many conspiracies, so much erosion of the, um, the election and the and how much compromise, I'm not sorry, how like, yeah, how compromised the election has been is one, elections have been around for hundreds of years in America and it has never taken this long to tabulate votes. Two, what causes it this year is one, I know that there is the coronavirus and there's that, all of the mail-in ballots, but the pure lack of transparency in some of these major voting polls is the reason why there is so much lack of confidence. Like when you have places from around the country doing all kinds of crazy, illegitimate things, what do you think the American people are gonna think? So here's some videos of some things that are occurring around the country. This first one appears to be from Atlanta, uh, from the tags that had it on Twitter. And in the video, a poll counter can be seen getting mad at what appears to be a ballot that he is counting. Um, he flips it off, gives it the bird, because you know, that truly shows us how much of adults we are, and then crumples it and throws it away. So here is that clip now. I'm wondering what's going on here. Um, <clears throat> this dude has a fit about something. And then flips off a ballot and then crumples it up. Um. Yeah, so that is very, very much like unbiased poll counting going on right there. All right, in this next one, there's a video of poll workers placing what looks to be like cardboard or something up around the windows of the polling center to where you can't see what's going on inside. And it only begs you to question if what's going on inside that you don't want us to see. Why do you need to put up barricades and blocks for the American people where there should be an open election? And it is. And there should be transparency and the American people have the right to know what's going on inside these polling places. Why are they blocking it out? There is no answer for it. But here's the clip of it. Alright, so further, not only that, that crazy, like putting up um, wallpapers or whatever for the, uh, around the um, polling locations, there's been reports that Republican poll watchers have not been allowed to be inside of the polling place, which is absolutely incredible. Like, in a true, fair, and accurate election. You're telling me that we're not going to allow certified, documented poll watchers with the correct paperwork in to watch the election? That's absolutely insane. Here's a clip of one Republican poll watcher being not being allowed in inside Philadelphia. You're not letting me in? Well, no, 
That's why I told you, call the police. Do it. If you legal, call the cops. I have a citywide watcher certificate. It's not for this location. It's not for this. This is the city of Philadelphia. This is the city of Philadelphia. You wanted to talk. You wanted to talk outside. Let's talk. I have a watcher certificate. I asked you to read the line. The line said it's good in every ward and division of the city. You're not letting me. So this is the issue. Like, how can the American people trust the process when there's been so many irregularities in this election? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I've said since the start, if Trump loses the election, fair and square, in a fair, true, accurate election, he needs to concede the presidency, have a peaceful transition of power, and leave the White House. But how is this election being held fairly? There's so many things that point to that it is not. For instance, how does someone get out of a polling location with ballots in his hand? In this next clip, an unknown individual, which we assume is in a northern state just because of what he's wearing, is has a unknown amount, he says about 80, an unknown amount of poll ballots and Trump ballots that he's going to catch on fire. So here's what that looks like. Trump. You gotta do what you gotta do. Fuck Trump. I've got around 80. So when you watch this, at least for me, my first question is, where's the DOJ? Where's the FBI? Where are all the government agencies that are put into place to investigate things like this? Why is it not a single one of them stepping in in this election to try to get an understanding of what is going on? It, it blows my absolute freaking mind. Like, I don't understand it. There have been several cases of these activities all around the nation and especially in key voting places that may hold the election's fate in their hands. Yet not a single federal entity is investigating these outlandish allegations and all of the evidence that would suggest of illegitimate activities occurring. It, it blows my mind. So then you have the Associated Press running a counter to all of these. So you have all of these videos, all of these stories regarding all these illegitimate things going on in the election. And then you have the Associated Press um, in an article written by Amanda Seats, David Kepler, and Ali Swinson today that goes about saying that Trump and the Allies are spread falsehoods to cast doubt on the elections. That's the headline. Because yes, because Trump telling you that there's crazy illegitimate things happening is casting doubt on the elections. Not the fact that there's people burning ballots. Not that there's videos of people crumpling up that ballots. Not the fact that they're not allowing bipartisan poll watchers. Not that they are blocking off outside view of the polling locations. 
None of that matters. It's only that Trump and the Allies are spreading falsehoods. So it reads, while much of the America was sleeping Wednesday morning, President Trump leads in crucial battleground states begin slipping. And that's when online falsehoods about the election started surging. More than 100,000 votes that the Democrat nominee Joe Biden picked up in Wisconsin were evidence of outright corruption, one Twitter user surmised. The ballots were magically found, claimed it other. In fact, Biden's early morning comeback in the closely watched Midwestern state was simply the result of absentee and early votes being counted. Okay, maybe that could be true. Maybe. But the fact that there was hundreds of thousands that went solely in Biden's direction and not a single ballot went to a third party or to a Republican candidate, you're talking out of 100,000 votes, they were all Biden? That just, that is statistically, un, like statistically impossible. Absolutely impossible. It continues saying, with the outcome of the U.S. presidential race still in limbo, Trump and his supporters seized on and spread online misinformation about legally cast absentee and mail-in votes in battleground states. They used it as fodder to support the president's baseless declaration on live stream television early Wednesday that Democrats were trying to steal the election from him. Baseless. Because I can see plenty of evidence that would suggest that there is some voter fraud going on, that there are some illegitimate activities in this election going on that would definitely lead me to believe that there may be some funky hanky-panky going on in this election. It, it blows my mind how the left con continues to perpetrate their narrative when, like, go, when all evidence says otherwise. So after we all woke up yesterday morning and the results were completely different than when we, they were when we went to sleep, that is what caused the false accusation. One, it's not that we're upset that Biden is winning or that the results are different than when we went to bed. We're upset that the fair elections and they should be open and fair are clearly being obstructed. Second, it's not false. Like I said, when there's evidence that suggests that this is occurring, you cannot report what you want to report. Like you cannot report what you want the news to be. You need to report what the news is. Like that is what your job is. Associate Press, your job is to report the news, not report what you believe the news should be. Another thing that makes it incredibly hard to believe that there's no funny business going on is that Trump has more votes this year, this year than he has in 2016. Also, in a lot of states that Biden has been up and declared the winner, like in Michigan and Arizona, the House and Senate races have very good outcomes for the Republican Party. And so that, so to say that the Republicans took the House and Senate votes and performed very, very well in the election, and then the president is down, and that the president truly underperformed in those states, does not make any sense whatsoever. And it's just, when you look at the elections and the counties that are reporting, and seeing how they're voting, it is very, very hard to believe that the vice president has this huge lead over the president when the Senate and House races went the way that they did. That just makes no sense. So either way, I still think it's anyone's presidency. The president still has a very good chance of winning. He just needs to secure Arizona or Nevada. He secures either one of those, he has the presidency as long as he keeps a hold of Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alaska. So, speaking of winners, we all remember two days ago when Biden blasted Trump for calling himself a winner before he had won.
because I do. I, I very much remember that. Well, here's a clip yesterday of Biden doing the exact same thing. And he says, well, I'm not saying we won yet, but, well, I think we won. Now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. I find it funny, <laughs> the hypocrisy that runs rampant in the left. Like one day they will chastise the president for something which will then be followed up by someone in their own party doing something very, very similar, if not the same thing. We all remember when they impeached Trump on some form of Russia collusion and on the basis that he's being held and owned by the Russian government. But now we have, and now it's factless, like that claim. Now we have Hunter Biden and potentially the entire Biden family being influenced and owing money and being owned by China, but yet the FBI, DOJ all refused to investigate that. We all remember that? Yeah. It is absolutely hilarious. So in a report from CNN's Oliver Darcy, he reports that the news anchors of CNN and NBC, or, yeah, and NBC forcefully call out the president for claiming himself the victor of the election while there are still votes to be left counted. Uh, Vice President Joe Biden literally just said, well, we're, I'm not saying we won, but we won. That sounds a lot like declaring yourself the victor to me. And don't tell me we all forgot about the Associated Press calling Virginia for Biden with only 10% of the votes in. Now, Biden may have won that state very well, but the fact that you called that at 10% of the votes being in is absolutely unrehensible or how they call, how Fox News called Arizona early with hundreds of votes, hundreds of thousands of votes still left to be counted. It's just pure hypocrisy. But as always, that doesn't matter. As long as the narrative that Trump is bad and is going to undermine the election is pushed, that is all that matters. And we can see that already forming. The president being concerned about the legitimacy of the election in places like Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, saying that he may contest him if he doesn't win, the left has already started to say that this is him trying to cheat the election. Well, the media doesn't care about legitimate investigative journalism or unbiased journalism or objective journalism or reporting anything that is actually factual. The only thing that they care about is catering to the woke and the radical left. And they have to prepare themselves. They have to prepare this narrative that if Trump wins, he didn't actually legitimately win. He won because he cheated the election. When there are so many reports, you do not see a single report being reported on how Republican poll watchers or Republican counters or Biden votes are being crumpled, burned. Any of those allegations that we've seen and we have actual photographic evidence of, you don't see any of that happening on the Republican party. But yet Donald Trump and the Republicans are gonna be the one that cheat this year's election. So, Speaking of woke and radical left, in a report from The Hill today, MSNBC Joy Reid says that, the, that this close presidential race, that there has been a great amount of racism and anti-blackness. Like, I literally can't, like, I just have to laugh. Like, what? Like, what are you even freaking saying? So, The Hill reports, I think partially because we knew the red wave was a thing, the red mirage, 
I should say. We all knew it was coming, Reed said to host Rachel Maddow, which is, if y'all don't know Rachel Maddow, it's probably one of the worst hosts I've ever watched in my entire life. I can't even stomach five minutes with her. In the moment, it's aggravating. And I think partially, and I said this last night, I do think it's because we've been reporting for five years, Rachel, about Russia, undermining our national security, the impeachment, the racism, the Nazis. Let's stop right there real quick. The Nazis, well, tell me whether there's been Nazis in the last five years of the president's election. I'm sorry, the president's presidency. Uh, last time I knew we destroyed the Nazi regime back in the end of World War II. Anyway, all of it then, COVID laying on top of it, felt like our reputation was coming. I think even though we intellectually understand what America is at its base, right? She said that there is a great amount of racism, anti-blackness, anti-wokeness, this idea that political correctness is some scheme to destroy white America, right? Okay, first of all, it's not a scheme to destroy white America. Wokeness, cancel culture, the woke culture completely undermines the American institutions, okay? Social justice and the woke movement are destroying free speech, suppressing speech, and the idea that the outcome and, and pushing this outcome that everything needs to be fair and that if the outcome of the system is not fair, then it is somewhere like, like proof of that the system is somehow racist in its nature. And so the American dream gives you that opportunity. It gives you the opportunity to do something with yourself, the opportunity and the, to make something of yourself. The American dream and the American rights do not give you the final result for you. That is not its job. And that is not your right. It gives you the right that you, as an individual, have the exact same opportunity and rights to be successful as every other American. And not to mention, God, she, she goes even farther. And this one, I think, is even like worse and is almost unrehensible. She, like... Like, this is absolutely, like, insane. So she goes, she continues. Joy Reid continues calling Supreme Court Justice Clarence a Uncle Clarence, which is very, very similar to the term Uncle Tom. Like, but yet us white people are the racist? You have a member... A, a black male sitting on the highest court in the nation, yet America is system, systemically racist. You have a black woman, Joy Reid, calling another black individual who sits on the highest court in the nation, Uncle Clarence, which is a direct relation to Uncle Tom, which was the term used for black people that, during slavery that worked for their white slave owners. That is absolutely unrehensible. Like, what? where in the world, where in her right mind does she think that that is okay? Like, and that's the huge problem is that the left bows to the likes of her every single time. And that is what we have to look forward to if Biden's elected. Is a government that bows to the ideas of people like Joy Reid, the radical left, the woke left, cancel culture, and all of the rest of the things that are systematically destroying the American institutions and the American rights and values that separate us from being, separate us from every other country in the world. All right, so there's breaking news today also. The Court of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania 
ruled and we're just I'm just not getting reports of it and reading about it but that court has ruled that the Republican poll watchers have to be allowed access to the polling centers so why this even has to be litigated where in a free election one side thinks that they can keep the other side from observing the process is beyond me but in a report from the CBS local Philly written by CBS 3 staff the Trump campaign has secured a win in a Philadelphia lower court Thursday morning. Poll watchers are now allowed to be within six feet of the ballot counting at the Pennsylvania Convention Center rather than the previous 20-foot perimeter. The order, which went into effect at 10.30 a.m., requires all poll watchers to abide by COVID-19 protocols, which we figured. So... As a result of this incredible legal victory, the lower court's order has been reversed. The Trump's campaign said in a statement, Now, according to the Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania, all candidates, watchers, or candidate representatives shall be permitted to, to be present for the canvassing process and be permitted to observe all aspects of the canvassing process within six feet while adhering to all COVID-19 protocols, including wearing masks and maintaining social distancing. So... That's a huge win for, and I wouldn't even say that's a huge win for the president and Donald Trump. I think that's a huge win for the American people to ensure that there is transparency in, the, in our votes, transparency in the election, how the media says that it's a victory for Trump, which it is. But more so, like I said, it's a victory for the American people to be able to say that, hey, our elections are truthfully being like transparent and that there's no funny business going on. So at the start of the podcast, I told you some that I would talk to you about what I think is the true threat to America. And it's actually going on right now. And it's not the president. It's not the president. It's not necessarily Joe Biden. It's something that in my mind is even scarier. And that it threats, threatens our immediate way of life. And that is the legitimacy of our elections. And the reason I say that is because for thousands of years we didn't have the ability to elect our leaders there are some countries in the world millions of people in the world that don't get to elect their own leaders but when america was founded we were founded on the idea that we are able to self-govern ourselves and that we are able to elect our own leaders through a free open election and so the legitimacy of our election and is what is truly at stake our ability to elect our own leaders without there being questioned of whether or not it was legitimate or not. If we cannot secure our own elections and ensure that our own elections are legitimate and fair, how are we any different than any other country where there are proxy elections that elect the government? We're not. And that is the true threat to the American people right now is the legitimacy of our election that is 100% being undermined. There are Middle Eastern countries, third world countries that deal with corrupt elections. That is not the American election. For 240 plus years, we have been able to hold and secure our own fair, free, open elections for who, that are going to eventually elect the leaders of our nation. Yet this year, all of that is being brought into question with everything that we talked about today. 
And that is a threat that is existential to America. It is immediate, it is dangerous, and if we cannot get it under control, it will seek to undermine the very principles of the American values, the very principles that makes America different than every other nation in the world. That is what is at stake. That is what is at stake in this election. So to think that President Trump is going is a existential threat, an immediate threat to the government is a lie. Joe Biden may not be a threat to the government right now, but hear my words, if he becomes elected, he will be. He cannot withstand the radical, woke, and oppressive left that he that supports him, and that will become a threat. But that is not be a threat today. The threat to America today is the validity of our election. And that is something that we have to make sure that we maintain. All right, guys. So that's all the election news that we have today. Um, I, as always, I appreciate you all for stopping by, listening, hanging out, dealing with the craziness that this election is. But make sure you stay tuned. I will keep you up to date, I promise, on everything that's in the election news that's coming as we look forward to answers from Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Alaska, and who's actually going to hold the presidency for the next four years. But just remember, be safe. And as always, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on YouTube for all those clips that I played earlier. If you want to actually see them, you can follow on YouTube. All of my podcasts are videoed as well and put up on my YouTube channel live. I'll make sure that that is down in the show description. And I wish you all the very best on this Thursday afternoon. And God bless you all and may you all be safe. And we'll see where the rest of the election goes.